Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about you do not need to exercise in order to lose weight. Hear me, hear me loud and clear. You don't need to start exercising. You don't need to start working out, especially if you hate it, especially if you haven't worked out in years. Please don't start trying to lose weight by exercising because um, there's two big challenges with that. The first one is a thing called the licensing effect. So there's this thing that most humans have uh, which is called moral licensing. When we do something good, moral, virtuous, we tend to follow it up by doing something not so good, moral, and virtuous. So a lot of times how this shows up with working out is we'll go and work out and f- think we worked out so hard we burned 500 calories. And so when we get tempted by eating a muffin, we say, well, that's only 200 calories. I'm still good. I still 300 down. When in reality, you know, we burned 200 calories and the muffin was 500 calories. So moral licensing is a real thing. And when we really work hard to start getting ourselves to exercise and work out and do things we don't want to do, uh, a lot of times we follow it up by giving ourselves more license to kind of overeat. So that's one thing to watch out for. And it's very hard to avoid that, even if you're aware of it. The second thing is that if you start working out, there's the consequences of working out that aren't just all positive. And yes, by the way, let me make clear, exercising is great. I'm not saying don't exercise. I'm saying you don't need to exercise to lose weight. And a lot of times when you're first starting out, focusing on exercising can actually be counterproductive. So the second thing about the exercising is that the consequences of it, and two of the most common consequences of exercising, starting it out, is that you're going to be hungrier. I guess three three of them. You're going to be hungrier, most likely. You're going to be more tired, and you're going to be more sore. <laughs> and all of those, all three of those things cause you to eat more food, typically. So we want to be aware of that. So what's the alternative? Uh, I suggest, if you have not been exercising at all, that you start small. Right, And maybe start going for some walks, riding a bike, low impact things, become more active, start doing more chores around the house, climbing up down the stairs to do things. Uh, These things are going to add steps. They're going to make you move more and they're going to help you lose weight um, probably more effectively than the exercising. Again, if you have not been doing that. Uh, And again, I can't say this enough. I'm not saying exercising isn't good. I'm saying for the person who hasn't been doing it, it becomes one more thing that you have to make yourself do. And what happens is it just contributes to you feeling overwhelmed. And that's probably what you have felt when you have tried to get yourself to exercise to lose weight in the past is with the exercising and trying to change all your eating all at once, it's all overwhelming to you. You can't stick with it. You do it for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, and then you stop doing it. So the alternative is to really, really fixate on the food. The food really is the number one thing impacting your weight. And so instead of putting that energy into exercising and doing your food, put all of it into your food. Okay. And, um, then if you, once you get a kind of handle on the food now, now even more specifically, how do you approach the food? Well, you don't have to change all the food at once, right? Going along with that same idea. Don't overwhelm yourself. Maybe start with your worst eating habit and seek to understand. You want to stalk it, understand what's going on with that habit, when it shows up, what triggers it, and what are some solutions I can implement to help me overcome that once and for all. That sort of mindset is going to be much more valuable to you because you come up with long-term real solutions that are going to last. Whereas a lot of times when we try and change everything at once, we're trying to force ourselves to do it and we're doing everything perfect for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but we can't maintain it. So if you start thinking more long-term and you start thinking more strategically, again, we want to systematically work through our worst eating habits and find solutions to them. And once you get some kind of headway with the eating and then you start adding more activity into your life, then if you want to exercise, now's a great time to do it. And then when you start the exercising, start slow. 
Okay, start slow so that you can avoid the soreness, the tiredness, the excess hunger. Start slow, just get used to it, let your body get, get normalized to it, and then start increasing it. Of course, to use all of these strategies I'm sharing with you, you need to have a longer term time frame. And so you gotta get out of that, I just wanna lose weight mindset into I wanna get back to my goal weight and live the rest of my life on near autopilot mindset. Um, because that's how all of these things work, all right? So um, let this sink in, really think about it. Because I think sometimes, you know, we say, oh, I gotta, I gotta exercise, I gotta work out to lose weight, and we don't wanna do it. And so that, that association, that, that belief that I have to exercise to, to lose weight, I don't wanna do it, means I can't lose weight now because I don't wanna exercise, okay? And so I wanna free you from that. You do not need to exercise to lose weight. You just need to reduce your calorie consumption consistently over time, and you will lose weight whether you start exercising or not. Okay. Again, there are other benefits to exercising as well. Um, but in the beginning, just focusing on reducing your calorie intake will get you started in a much more comfortable and effective way, most likely. So give it a shot, play around with it and see what your um, results are with that. All right. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will answer them to the best of my abilities. <laughs> well, at the very least, I'll give you a different perspective that, that I can guarantee you. Uh, Tanya says, is it possible to train your mind to not want sugar at all? Um, not at all. I don't know if, if you could do it so you don't want it at all. You know, sugar is one of the, it's very interesting sugar. Uh, you know, it's one of the substances that like, you could put some, they, they give babies like sugar solutions. You can watch their brains light up, their eyes light up. Um, so people seem to have this intrinsic, natural, inborn desire and like for sugar. Okay. Uh, and so could you get rid of not wanting sugar at all? Probably not. Um, but you don't need to get rid of wanting sugar at all, okay? So again, we, we want to get all, all or nothing thinking, kick that to the curb, because you would probably be able to reach your weight loss goals by reducing your sugar intake by 80%, okay? So we don't need to be 100% out of there, um, but you can absolutely train your mindset to not want sugar, um, especially uh, processed sugar, you know, and, and things in it. So how do you do it? But I'm glad you asked that question because people ask me all the time, how do I deal with the sugar uh, cravings? How do I deal with the sugar addiction? And they just want this tactic that I can tell them. And there are tactics and strategies you can use for sure. But the most important one of all of them, I was really, I was reflecting on this the other day. I was like, how come I don't eat fast food? How come I don't eat a lot of processed food, a lot of sugar? It, it's not because of willpower, okay? I, I'm really, please hear what I'm saying that. I don't like really have like strong cravings and desire for fast food, processed food, sugar, where, and I used to. Okay, so I have the ability, I have the genetics, the, the mindset, all that stuff to, to live my life around those things. And now I don't have them at all. Well, what's the difference? And I was really reflecting on this. The big difference is I think about them completely differently. Now, if you're a non-smoker, if you were a smoker and you became a non-smoker, you've already gone through this to some degree. Um, you may still like and think about cigarettes, but you don't do it. You stop doing it because you changed the way you thought about them, right? That's what made smoking rates go way down. I always use this as an example. You know, if I went back 100 years ago and saw someone smoking and said, hey, don't do that, you're gonna get lung cancer, they would have looked at me like I was crazy because people didn't associate smoking, smoke into their lungs <laughs> with lung cancer, right? It's hard to believe that, but smokers walk around not, not equating those two. And it wasn't until all the studies come out and show us, right? And so what happened there? Well, there was a paradigm shift. There was a mindset shift that, wow, cigarettes are not this benign thing. They're really, really harmful, specifically with lung cancer. And now it's like every year we're finding out more and more damage that cigarettes do to our bodies. The same thing I believe is going to happen with the food, 
okay? That right now we live in a mindset and in a culture that's always minimizing the damage that these foods are doing to us, sugar included. And so that's the way that you wanna start shifting up your control over sugar. That's the, the mind training, the most successful mind training. I'm glad you reminded me this because this is a video I'm gonna make. Go to YouTube and watch some videos about what sugar does to your body systematically, right? Again, you don't think of it that way. You think you like sugar a lot and you have to stop yourself from eating it. But as a hypnotist, what we want to do is we want to go to the subconscious level and reframe how you think about sugar so we naturally reduce the cravings for it, okay? So again, someone who's smoking cigarettes and all of a sudden, now again, you have to go back to the 70s, 80s. They go back and they say, oh, and they've been thinking about quitting. They're like, they're coughing a lot. They're yellow. They don't like the smell of it. And... Um, and all of a sudden they say, oh my God, cigarettes are linked to lung cancer. Well, now all of a sudden that's a mindset shift. And now they're probably going to be more motivated and more able to say, no, I don't want the cigarettes anymore. Well, what happened? Nothing physically changed. The cigarette's the same, you're the same, right? So what changed in that situation? And we know this works because we watched smoking rates in the US go way down, okay? And it's because people got educated. Educated, what's educated mean? It means they got conditioned. They started to think about cigarettes differently than they used to. They started to see them for what they were. They started to really appreciate the damage that those cigarettes were doing to their body, where for 100 years, they did not even recognize that, even though they were experiencing it. So this is the power of your mind. You see, like we don't just experience reality as it is. We filter it through how we've been conditioned. And we all, all of us, have been exposed to millions, hundreds of millions potentially, of advertisements, um, environmental cues, movies, TV shows where people are eating all these foods and they're eating sugar and it's always fun and enjoyable. And what we're doing is we're constantly minimizing what the effect of that sugar has on us for real. It's very damaging. And which isn't to say you can't eat it sometimes. Okay. Moderation is usually the key, but you're way underestimating what this sugar is doing to you in, in all sorts of ways. And so the first thing I would say to really get your mindset different about sugar is go study a little bit. You don't have to bullshit yourself. You don't have to try and stop yourself. Just learn about it. Understand it. You know, um, you probably don't. You know, again, you think of sugar as this natural thing as well. And, and the sugar industry is just enormous. You have to think of the sugar industry like the tobacco industry. You have to think of the food industry like the, 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 like the cigarette companies. Do you know, by the way, that the, the food companies, big food companies are basically just cigarette companies. Oh, say, oh, come on, Jim. No, literally. I mean, like, did you know Nabisco and RJR Reynolds are literally merged together the same company? Do you know the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris? You know, these guys saw the writing on the walls in the 70s that these studies were coming down. So they got divested from cigarettes, went into food, and they brought the same philosophies to make the most addictive product possible, use the most aggressive marketing they could. And um, again, when you look behind the scenes, the, cigarette, the sugar industry, for example, I'll give you an example of this. They, um, they updated the food labels probably about six, seven years ago to include, among other things, uh, added sugars. You know, how much added sugar was added. And the sugar industry fought this tooth and nail. And when you read the stuff they write about it, you just realize how, I, I don't want to say evil. You know what I mean? That's up for you to decide. But if you don't trust the cigarette companies, the sugar companies, exact same thing, if not worse, almost, you know? And uh, <clears throat> again, all of this is serves to say that really what, what's going to cause you to get the weight loss results you want to get what you're really going to make happen is you really have to shift your mindset. You have to start to think differently. Okay, so that's the first step I would give you. Once you've done that, Tanya, then we can talk about more strategies. But the first one is you've got to change the outer frame that you have around sugar, which is that it's this benign, fun, enjoyable, youthful, ex you know, fun, exciting thing to do, you know? And again, I'm not saying it's not sometimes, but I'll give you an example of where I'm at with it. I used to be a binge drinker, um, had a real problem with it. Right on the edge of it, like, am I an alcoholic? I don't know. That just never sat right with me. So I 
I went the path of managing my alcohol and I was able to do that. Okay. And so I will drink alcohol on the weekends moderately. And I look at sugar the same way that I look at alcohol. Okay. So it's not that I can't do it, but that when I do it, I'm very respectful of it. And I'm very, I'm very aware of when I'm doing it. Um, and you have to be because in this culture, they're putting sugar in everything and it's an addictive substance. It lights up the same part of your brain that cocaine does. It's a powdered substance. It's not even that sugar is so bad, but you understand the sugar that we're consuming is not natural. You, you know, like if I gave you, if I gave you a sugar cane and said, okay, make sugar out of it, you wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, there's a huge production. I mean, you, you don't have the equipment to do it. You don't know how to do it. The reason I say that is it's processed in a way to make it more addictive. And so it's pulverized down into a powder because what makes something addictive and they want it to be addictive because the more, that's why if you ever watch The Insider, um, which is a great movie about cigarettes and what they were doing behind the scenes to make the cigarettes as addictive as possible, it's the same thing they're doing with the foods and sugar's part of that. And so how they make sugar more addictive is they pulverize it down even more because it gets absorbed into your blood faster. And one of the main things that makes something addictive is the distance, the, the time elapsed between when you take it and when you get the effect of it. And so the shorter that is, the more addictive it is. And so sugar is not, again, we're not tapping on sugar cane and then the sugar pops out and that's what we're eating. Um, it comes out like that and then it's super refined to make it super addictive, okay? And so once you understand these things, you have a different, you, you operate about a different framework. You see, this is hypnosis, by the way. Hypnosis isn't just going into a trance and hearing a suggestion and totally being a different person. It's changing the way you subconsciously think about things, you know, naturally. And the way most of us think about sugar, unless you've done some work on this, the story you're given, the conditioning you're given is that sugars, hey, give it to the kids, give it to every, give it to everyone, right? It's this benign substance, it's part of life. It's, it's one of the best things in life that you can have, you know? And um, again, I'm not arguing with that. In, in moderation, it's wonderful. I, I'm a big, I, everyone doesn't like sugar. Everyone does, right? To some degree. Um, but I run amok, it's, it's disastrous, you know? And so that would be my suggestion to you with, with how to deal with the sugar, all right? Um, yep, Van, has any questions, feel free to ask. I'm gonna get a little caught up on that one. <laughs> I could talk about sugar all day. Thanks, Tanya. Um, I hope that helps you, you know? Because that, that's a big one. If you can uh, get get a handle on that, it's, it's usually really, really helpful. All right, I get these questions, we'll get there. Okay, uh, Sky Gonturum, man. How do I stop myself from overeating when eating out at a restaurant? I eat out a lot, but in a... Did you finish that part? I don't know what that means. In a scarce? I don't know what that means, but how do you stop yourself from overeating when you go out to a restaurant? Great question. So first thing I want to say, I just want to zoom back a little bit. I will give you some strategies, but I want to zoom back and, and remind you of my kind of overarching approach to weight uh, mastery that, that, I, that I, I really want to embed in you because I can give you specific strategies, but if you don't change the outer frame of how you're approaching weight loss, I don't think you get long results. And that's what I want for you. So the first thing is everyone's got their own unique challenges, okay? So this person here, they go out to, to, out to restaurants a lot, okay? That's their reality. So again, what I suggest, what most people are doing they want to lose weight is they're starting day one on the diet, doing everything perfectly. They're changing everything, all of their eating, maybe trying to exercise a lot, and it's overwhelming. So what I always suggest with Program Yourself Thin, what we're doing is we are, we're, we're, we're doing it strategically, systematically. So we're not trying to change everything at once. That's too much usually, right? No, no one can keep that up. So what we want to do is we want to focus on our worst eating habit and really pay attention to it. First, seek to understand it, gain awareness of it, and then seek to use that awareness to create strategies that are custom fit for us that are going to help us create an antidote to this problem. Because we don't want to just use willpower and stop yourself from eating at the restaurant, okay? Because you have no sense of what's going on to cause you to overeat in the first place. 
I know you say, oh, oh, well, cause me to overeat. The food's good. Well, there's more to it. I'll show you in a second. Um, so what we want to do, again, if your big challenge is going out to restaurants and overeating, eating at night, overeating at dinner, snacking in the afternoon, again, everyone's got kind of like their big number one and two worst eating habit that shows up daily, weekly. That's where I suggest you start and focus all your energy on that because the mindset's so different here. We're not looking for the fastest weight loss possible. We're looking for the longest lasting weight loss possible. And so we don't want to just change everything at once for a week. We want to change strategically. The worst thing we're doing, if it takes us a month or two months or six months to, to really figure out how to overcome that, but once we got it, we're good now for the rest of our lives. You see, again, the goal is not to lose weight. It's to get to our goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. Write that down because I know that's your real goal, but you're not thinking that way. And because you're not thinking of that way, you're getting seduced by the diets to just do extreme things that you can only do for a little while. Okay, that being said, so restaurants, what are the things you want to pay attention to? When you overeat, if you start paying attention to it first, what you're going to notice, there are certain triggers for it. You're not always overeating. It's very specific. So you walk into a restaurant, congratulations, you know that's at least one of the triggers. And now the next question is, is it the same restaurant or is it always new restaurants, right? Because that makes a difference. And then we want to start to notice where is your hunger when you're walking into this restaurant, all right? A lot of people walk into these restaurants way too hungry and they can't control their eating. All right. Um, and so just a simple strategy. And again, simple strategies aren't going to do it usually, but, but this is part of the strategy. You could drink a glass of water before you went to the restaurant just to kind of settle that, that hunger right in the beginning. Um, you could have a, you know, eat a carrot, you know, half hour before you went to the restaurant. You'll feel more grounded. You won't be as hungry. And you'll be able to make better food choices. But the most important thing you can do is a mindset trick uh, technique. In Program Yourself Thin, we call this the rehearsal technique. Now, if you've been going into restaurants and overeating, what's happening is you walk into that restaurant, you are already imagining that you are going to overeat again because humans do what they did. And so you're already anticipating and imagining and programming yourself that you're going to go into this restaurant and overeat. There's no, no awareness, no idea of you going into that restaurant eating just the perfect amount of food. Right? No idea what that means. So ideally, you want to rehearse how you want to be in that restaurant. Right. So I know you don't want to overeat. Now, listen, everyone that wants to lose weight, you're always stuck on what you don't want to do. Your entire weight loss focuses on I don't want to be overweight. I got to stop overeating. I got to stop eating sugar. I got to stop eating carbs. I got to stop being lazy. I got to stop. Uh, you know, it's always what they don't want to be. And there's no focus on what you want to be, how you want to what you want to do. You never do that, folks. You know, and it's like, that's why you are never, ever creating the neural muscles, the neural connections, the muscle memory of being the person who you want to be. Are you? Never. You're never doing that. So how the fuck are you ever going to become that person? You know, like you never, you never practice or think about yourself the way you want to be ever, ever. <laughs> you think about weight loss for 30, 40 years now, nonstop each and every day, constantly. And yet no part of that thinking is about how you want to be. It's always about, why do I keep overeating? Why do I keep eating too much of the restaurant? Why can't I lose the weight? What's wrong with me? Why do I keep eating the ice cream? Why do I keep eating the cookies, right? That you are obsessed with those questions. Those are problem-oriented questions and you never focus on the solution and you never imagine how you want to be. That's why Program Yourself didn't so effective because for the first time in your life, you're getting consistent daily um, support and guidance in connecting to who you want to be. 
because you don't know who you want to be. I work, it costs 25 grand to work with me privately, right? So I work with very, very successful, smart, intelligent, action-oriented people, okay? And I, I get the same experience every time. I say, okay, you've told me all the things you don't want to do. Who do you want to be? What's the best version of you? Hit me. 99% of the time I get this. Um, well, I want to be, I want to be healthy. I don't want to be, um, I want to be fit. Um, uh, oh, geez, I don't know what's going on in my brain. <laughs> that I'm telling you, that's why you're like almost every time because no one's thinking about what they want to be. So can you, do you think that might be important? Right? So anyways, again, with program yourself then what we would do with the restaurants, say, say that's your big thing. We would focus on that and we say, watch this, right? It's so elegant. It's so simple and obvious, but you've never asked it, right? How do I want to eat in the restaurant? How do I want to eat and how do I need to feel and think in order to eat that way? Not just magically eat that way, but how would I need to think and feel? Well, what if you walked into that restaurant being completely and totally connected to what your weight loss goal is, right? So let's just say you said, okay, if I walked into that restaurant feeling calm, feeling connected to my goal weight, because I want to weigh X amount of pounds so I felt stronger, I felt more um, powerful, I felt like I was really doing what I wanted to do, I, I felt leaner, I looked better, I was more confident, I was more alive, I had better flexibility. Man, I'm feeling great, I'd be a better parent, I'd be a better you know, worker, employee, entrepreneur, business owner, whatever is important to you, that's what I want. Well, let's imagine you walked into the restaurant feeling that way. You just felt over the moon, like you're just like, yes, I wanna be healthy, I wanna eat just the right amount of food, I wanna enjoy myself, and I wanna eat just the right amount of food, so I walk out of that restaurant feeling amazing. Physically, I feel light, I feel nourished, I feel good. Mentally and emotionally, I feel absolutely incredible because I ate the perfect amount of food, and I feel absolutely in control. I'd be, I'd be floating out of that restaurant if that happened, right? When's the last time you thought that? <laughs> right. So ultimately that that's the real, in my opinion, that's the real path to, to gaining control over that, you know, so that you're not scared to go out. You know, that's the problem with you all. You, you all got a diet mindset. You're scared of everything. You, you know what I mean? That's part of the problem. You're terrified of food. You're terrified of going out to the restaurant. You're terrified of going to a party. You're terrified of going to the movies. You're ter You're scared of everything, you know, because your diet, your weight loss plan is you just restricting everything down to zero, you know, and you're just, you're terrified. You have sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze activated system and you, you can't think straight and this is why you're not getting the results you want, you know? It's not because you don't have willpower. Crafty Grammy, listen to your first two podcasts last night. So helpful, thank you. Yeah, great, great job. Listen, folks, listen to my podcast. You know, I'm telling you, just listen to that. You know, it's a little slower than if you get the program as the fastest, you know, best results you'll get, but I'm here to help you for free. I make these TikToks for free. I do these lives every day. I make podcasts every day, all for free to help you out. The most thing, the best thing I can give you for free though, folks, is go to my bio, click that link and get your hypnosis session, okay? It's a free hypnosis session. It's a 10 minute session called the New Thin Me. Help you clarify and connect to that goal I was just talking about because you don't have it right now, you know? You're trying to, you know, honestly what you're doing is you're trying to hate yourself healthy. You're trying to hate yourself thin. Oh, I hate my body. I hate how I look. I hate how I feel. I hate my legs. I hate my body. I hate my arms. I hate my butt. I hate it. I hate it. I hate myself. I hate, hate, hate. I'm gonna use this hate to stop myself from eating foods I love. Well, that worked for about a day or two, you know? So you got to start loving yourself. You know what I mean? This is about becoming the best. Again, with me, I always tell people this. Take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development. The weight loss focus alone is not enough motivation for you. Oh, yes, it is, Jim. I'm really, mo I want to look better. Oh, yeah, well, how, what, how'd your weight loss been? How much weight loss last six months? Nothing. But I'm motivated. I really want to do it. I, I want to look better. Oh, my God. You, you wake the fuck up, man. You, you, if you've been saying that for 20 years, I just want to look better. Don't you realize that's not enough motivation? You know, 
you can want to look better, but you need more motivation than that. So, um, anyways, <laughs> go get, get the hypnosis session. It's free. 10 minute session. And I give you a training right after that. It's three steps to master your weight. It's about 30 minutes, but I break the whole thing down to you. Okay. Um, if you're even interested in losing weight, which you're probably not, well, you're probably interested. In, uh, I'm, I'm getting aggressive. I don't want to be that way, but the truth is that your big weight loss problem is that you're not motivated to lose weight. You know, you don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd magically wake up tomorrow and start eating better and losing weight, but you don't want to lose weight. Your, your, your motivation on a scale of one to 10 is like a two, three, maybe, you know, do not confuse thinking about weight loss all the time with actually wanting to lose weight. And that's your main problem. In the program, that's the first thing we start with is motivation. You don't know how to motivate yourself. You don't know how to motivate yourself. Come on, just be honest. There's nothing wrong with it. Just be honest with yourself. You don't know how to motivate yourself to lose weight. If you did, you'd, you'd lose weight, you know? Um, weight's really like the one thing in life we can control. I, I know it's hard. I'm, I'm simplifying. I'm making it sound easier than it is. I, I want to be clear about that. I'm sensitive to the challenges of it. However, your first hurdle you got to overcome if you want to lose weight is that you got to learn to motivate yourself. You know, you keep thinking, I'm doing everything I can to lose weight. Nothing's working. No, 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 no. The first thing you got to do is, are you motivated? And you're probably not. You know? But great job, Crafty Granny. She is divine. I love that. I noticed fast food tasted bland compared to whole foods. That is a great thing. That's a great thing to notice. I agree with you. I hate, I, I don't like how processed food feels. I'm very aware of the bullshit they put in there. Now, again, you know, that's what I was saying with the mindset piece. Um, you know, you read, read a book like Salt, Sugar, Fat, and it, it, Again, I, I was referenced The Insider. You really ought to watch that movie. I know it's about cigarettes, but it, the, the food companies work exactly the same way. You read a book like Salt, Sugar, Fat, and you understand how they're trying to trick you to get you addicted to their food. It changes the way you feel about it. Because right now, you approach the food, you think of like processed food like it's like, I don't know, you know, chefs in a kitchen slaving away over their grandma's recipe, you know, trying to make it better. But it's, it's all chemists. It's chemists in labs creating the most addictive substance possible to get you to keep putting in your body, you know? Your main exposure to the world, you know, is what you put in your mouth. Do you know that? I know it's a weird thing, right? Because you think your main exposure is, is your your skin, right? But your skin ironed out is like, I, I forget now, it's like the size of like, um, I don't know, it's like tens of square feet. Your lungs are second, right? You iron those out. It's like the size of like half a tennis court if you iron it all out, the, the things and everything. And then you take your digestive tract and you iron that out. It's like the size of a football field. Right? I'll be blanking these numbers a little bit, but the, the, the relative, relative nature of it's the same. And you don't think of it this way, but your main exposure to the world is what you put through your mouth. That's your main exposure. And if you're putting this trash in your body all the time, you know, it's going to have a huge impact. Do you recommend cardio? Um, not right off the bat. You know, I think, again, if you're just starting from scratch, you haven't been exercising, you haven't been focusing on your food, you're going to get way more bang for your buck by focusing on the food piece. Okay. If you haven't been exercising, obviously you start exercising in order to lose weight. You're probably, you're going to be extra hungry. You're going to probably be sore and you're going to be tired and all those things are going to lead you to overeat. And so you're going to work out really hard. You're going to overeat. You're not going to lose any weight. Don't say, I mean, it's not negative, but, but that's the most common thing that happens to people. I'm not against cardio. I'm not against exercising, but I think that is not the first phase I would use to um, get in shape if you're starting from zero. You know, I would crank up activity. I'd walk more. I would do more. I, I love to-do lists. I love doing chores. You know, wear a watch, a phone, count your steps. Start doing some chores that have some meaning to them because you're going to do the chores. That feels good when you complete them. You feel good about yourself. And you got extra steps. That's what I would suggest over cardio to start off. 
like a scarce mindset that I won't be able to eat this good food again from the restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah. The FOMO, right? I always talk about that. I made a video on that, which is a really good one if you guys scroll down on my thing. But fear of missing out is a huge, huge fear that prevents people from losing weight. So this is why I say like, you know, I always talk about the three R's of weight loss, right? Um, and most dieters only use one of the R's and uh, it's replace, reduce, remove. And most dieters just know the remove one. That's it. No restaurants for me. I go to the restaurant. I just got to get a salad. And what a miserable, shitty quality of life. And who wants to live that way? Um, and if you do, that's fine. You know, if, if you love living that way, great. But if that, if you're like, oh, then, then that's not a good sign. So you could reduce what you're eating. You could get good at eating half the food and taking the rest home. You know, you could work on that. Work on that. Because you have to practice being thin and healthy. You know, one of the biggest mistakes people make as a dieter, you think you're just one plan away. As if I just gave you the plan, that's the only thing that's stopping you. <laughs> you know, it's not the plan, man. You all know what you should and shouldn't eat to a certain degree. You, the problem is you have no ability to get yourself to do it. And so that takes practice, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I totally get that. So Sky, I don't know how to say that name, but Sky Gonterman. Sky Gonterman. What, what what you've got as a natural ability for you is that you're you seem to be pretty intuitive and in sense in, in tune with what's going on at a deeper level. And this is a good example for everyone. Don't just try and stop your bad habits. That that doesn't fix them. I always say like dieting is like just say no. You remember just say no to drugs back in the eighties there? Well, we know that shit doesn't work, right? We know that now. Um, there there's more stuff going on under the surface. Well, dieting is just say no to food. It it doesn't work either. Okay, we need to understand what's going on on a deeper level. And once we understand that, then we can come up with elegant, customized solutions and strategies that work for us, you know? So yeah, once you realize, oh, I'm scared that I won't ever eat the good food again. Okay, well, let's deal with that. How can we deal with that? Well, reducing, you know, oh, I, I have a new strategy. When I go into restaurants, I'm gonna eat half the food. I'm gonna take half the food home so I can enjoy the food twice as much, right? So, so now that's a, that might be an elegant strategy for you. And again, there's no one size fits all. But, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's again, the higher level thinking for programming yourself then is let's experiment with different things. Let's understand what is causing the problem in the first place. And once we understand that, let's strategically look for solutions to fix it. And then let's try them out and see how it works. If it kind of works, great. Let's optimize it. Let's tweak it even more. If it doesn't work at all. Okay. Let's try something different. <laughs> it's not rocket science, but it's completely 180 degree different approach than dieting, you know? Um, Whoops. Questions here. Uh, how do you discipline yourself to work out often? Oh, that I, I can't answer that one for you. I don't work out often, so I wouldn't know. Um, I, I couldn't tell you that one. I just want to be rich. <laughs> Hypnosis blocked. Um, yeah, well, you know, hey, watch. I, I have another TikTok. Uh, it's Jim Katsoulis, and I actually talk more kind of like money mindset, um, other things on that channel. This one here, I just talk about weight loss and uh, weight mastery. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, I, I, I do tons and tons of work on um, wealth mindset, you know, creating the abundance in your, in your life and all that. Um, but I will say one thing, you don't just want to be rich. Just like, listen, everyone, if you're watching this, you're a dieter and um, you are always, your mantra is, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to be rich. I just want to be rich. No, 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 no. That's not true. You don't just want to lose the weight. You lost weight in the past. And then what happened? You put it back on. So it's just losing that weight. Was that the goal? No, the, the goal is, and this is not semantics. The goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. <clears throat> you know? So you want to be specific with that. So hard to love ourselves. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, it is hard to love yourself. That's a great example anyways of, you know, 
everyone knows, everyone in the world knows they should love themselves. Everyone tells other people they should love themselves. And then it's like one of those things that's hard to actually feel though, if you're honest with yourself, right? It's hard to actually feel that love. And so I have a technique I use, I share with people and it, it starts, it starts you on the path, but at least for the first time in your life, you could feel a genuine sense of love for yourself. Cause you don't feel that way. You feel a genuine sense of hate for yourself. You're constantly hating your body most likely. So how do you get to a place of love? Well, you got to change your perspective because the main thing is you're looking at your body aesthetically, superficially. You're looking at how it looks. And one way to start loving your body genuinely, in a genuine way, is to start to appreciate your body for what it can do functionally, okay? And this is something we never do because we, we take what we got for granted. But um, if you have eyes and you can see, you know, if you really take a moment and feel grateful for the fact that you can see, because a lot of people can't, right? And that might be something you can appreciate. Um, the fact that your legs work if they work, you know, and that you can walk around, you know, someone who's paraplegic would, would love to have that ability. And so this is a strategy. Again, I know it's not what you mean because you think I want to love how I look, but we need to start somewhere where you can actually feel a genuine sense of love for your body. And if you do this process, you know, sincerely, you will feel a sense of love for your body for the first time, probably ever, <laughs> at least since you're a kid. And, um, it feels really good. You know, and so once you can get that feeling of love, even if just a little bit like, yeah, okay, fine. Okay, Jim, fine. You got me. I do love my legs. <laughs> right. Okay, fine. I do love my eyes. I do love that I have hands and that I can walk and that, I, you know, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, but it's like, well, that's genuine love though. And it's like, you know, you can just cycle through your body. And if you do that for five minutes, it's like, that would be the most love you felt for your body since you've been an adult guaranteed, you know? And, um, that feels nice, you know? Cause like I said, people are always trying to hate themselves healthy. Right? They're always trying to hate themselves to their goal weight. It's such a miserable shit-ass process. It doesn't work anyways. You know? And I'll prove the point to you. I, um, I, I, I spent a year, last year I was uh, training coaches in the Program Yourself Day Method, certifying them. And one of the coaches was a, had been a professional bodybuilder. And uh, I said, geez, what was it like? You know, right, right when you're about to go on stage, you're at just like that peak moment. Everything you'd work for, you're like single-digit body fat for a woman is crazy. Everything. I'm like, what did it feel like looking in that mirror? And she goes, uh, I just noticed more flaws. You know, and I was like, God damn, you know, it's like, it just never ends if you don't, you know, if you don't stop it. And so, yeah, loving yourself is hard. I get that. But if you, if you allow yourself, it's not hard when I tell you that method, you can do it if you will do it. Um, and so the next process is to do it consistently and you build up this reservoir of love for yourself and everything changes because as soon as, if, if you get to loving yourself functionally, then you want to take care of your body. See, when you hate something, you know what you want to do to it? You want to punish it. And subconsciously what you're doing, I believe on, a part of the problem is that you're, you hate your body and you're punishing yourself. You're, you're in this punish cycle. And one of the fastest ways to change is really start loving your body right now for what it is. Well, I don't love how I look. Fine. You know, but, and I get that, you know, but, but and that, here's another example. Cause again, we always learn through contrast. And so you don't love how you look. I get it. Okay. But one thing that can really make that interesting is if you think of someone who's, you know, 200 pounds heavier, you know, if they were in your body, they would, they, they would feel incredible today. You know what I mean? They feel lighter. They feel, oh my God, look at me, all the rest of it. How we feel about ourselves is very relative and we can influence a lot of that. You know, again, this gets down to that mindset piece, you know, but I get it. Uh, consistency is a big issue. Yeah. Consistency is the biggest issue, which is why programming yourself thin is, it's the, it's the, <laughs> I, I talk about this every day. I'm just every day I'm more convinced. This is the best weight mastery program on the planet. 
It's so unique. And, and so you say consistency is a big issue. No shit, right? And I'm not, I'm not picking on you, but no shit, right? Everyone, consistency is the biggest challenge you have. And starting a diet and trying to do everything perfect starting on day one and thinking you're going to be perfect all the way for the next six months till you lose all the weight is the fucking goofiest idea ever. You know, it's like you never played piano and you say, hey, I'm going to get good at piano really fast. I'm going to play 10 hours a day. A great plan. Let me know how the second day goes <laughs> when you wake up and your fingers are like this from playing for 10 hours, if you could even do that, you know, and now you hate piano, you associate it with pain. You can't practice as this. And metaphorically, that's what you're doing with your diet. You're, you're making it so difficult that you now hate dieting. You hate weight loss. You hate thinking anything about it. And like the idea of being consistent, you know, oh yeah, consistently practice piano for 10 hours a day. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how consistent you can be. <laughs> Thanks, Joanne. So, um, yeah, so consistency, though, you're right on the money. Consistency is the name of the game. So program yourself then. One part of the program is that I, I know the hardest part is being consistent, remembering to do this, right? You get caught up in life. I know, though, and I don't know you, but I know tomorrow morning when you wake up, I know you're going to look at your phone. And so when you're in the program, you're going to look at your phone tomorrow morning. You're going to have a message from me. You're going to tap on the message, and it's going to bring you to a five-minute hypnosis session because that's a big part of the program. For eight weeks, every morning, you get a five-minute hypnosis session, a different one with a weight loss mantra in it. So you start your morning relaxed and calm with all this positive shit being put in your subconscious mind and your head. Then you just go back your day. And you just naturally start to make better choices and healthier decisions, all the rest of it. And then at night, hey, it's another message from Jim. You click on it. That gives you the 10-minute session I give you at night. That's a sleep gnosis session. There's two of them. One has a count out where I count you out and bring you back up. You can listen to that earlier in the night and go about the rest of your night. Or there's another one that doesn't have a count out so you can listen to it and fall asleep at night. And this one has a core weight loss mantra in it. You listen to the same one each day, each week. There's eight of them total. And for the week, you listen to the same one repetitively to really install it right? Because we want to build consistency. So again, you're trying to build consistency by, you know, again, you get this all or nothing mindset, right? And so you bend nothing. And now tomorrow you're going to be no carbs, no sugar, 1200 calories, 16 hours a day. I'm not going to eat. Right. And it's such a huge leap, right? Oh, I hope I can be consistent. I don't know why I can't be consistent. <laughs> well, hmm, hmm. Let's see. Let's see if we can figure it out, guys. <laughs> Why can't I be consistent? I went from not exercising ever, not giving a shit about my food to eating 1,200 calories a day and working out for an hour. I don't know why I can't be consistent. Yeah, because it's too much. It's way too much, you know? Again, you're so impatient that you're choosing these extreme plans you can't keep up. It's not rocket science, but you're trapped in this dieter mindset. You know, and it's not, um, these diets don't want you to lose weight. I, I say this every day because I want to spread this word. What you're subconsciously referencing, the way you think about losing weight, you're subconsciously referencing diets. Most of the big diets you're referencing are all owned by big food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Did you know Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? Did you know that Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company as Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? Did you know that Slim Fast is owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream? You really think they want you to lose weight, not eat their bullshit? Really? I don't. I think they like to get you coming and going. And I think they especially like the diet part because they keep you stuck here. They never teach you mindset stuff. Every diet is just telling you what to do. No one ever shows you how to get yourself to do it. That's like exclusively, that's not exclusively. I, I go through a structure and strategies for you to follow too. But you've got to learn techniques and strategies to get yourself to do it. You know enough about what you should and shouldn't eat. You don't know how to change your behavior consistently. You know, you've got no strategy. You've got willpower. Right. Willpower works for about a day or two and then it goes away usually, you know, um, but that, that's you're right on the money, Christina. That is, that is the thing. I honestly don't know what motivated me, but I did it. Great job, Taylor. That's awesome. 
I got your emails on the free hypnosis, but haven't done it yet. Come on, Gra Crafty Granny, listen to those. Listen to that hypnosis session. More importantly, watch the training. The training's the most valuable thing. The hypnosis session's awesome and it's fun. And the hypnosis session, if you listen, it's 10 minutes. You will listen to it, and I can almost guarantee the next couple of days you'll just naturally better, better food choices. But it won't last, okay? Hypnosis is a good supplement, but in and of itself, it's not gonna work. This is why I tell you, like, these hypno I love my, my fellow hypnotists, but you get you get a three session hypnosis program for weight loss. It, it's not gonna it's not gonna make you thin. Okay, <laughs> my program again. There's um, it's helpful though. And again, like you just listen to three sessions, it's never gonna work. The consistency does seem to work. Like eight weeks of five minute sessions and ten minutes, and then there's twenty five other sessions. There's like a hundred sessions in my program. hundred hypnosis sessions. That's why it's the number one hypnosis program on, on the planet. There's nothing even close to this, right? And so um, there's that, but I, I teach you so much more. There's weight mastery blueprints and, and things like that, but I don't want to get into that right now. But um, listen to the hypnosis, but watch the training, Crafty Granny. Go watch the training I send you. Every day you get that email, there's a link to go watch the three steps to master your weight. Watch it, watch it, okay? Because if you strategically start approaching your weight, it's not this impossible, difficult thing. It, it just becomes something that you strategically take on and you can do, you know? Christina said, I'm so interested in cutting down my sugar intake, but so scared on how I will uh, feel. Withdrawal is tough, I hear. Yeah, but withdrawal doesn't happen if you slowly cut it down, you know? So again, replace, reduce, remove, right? Not just remove. So you're right. That you, see the, you see the diet early knows remove. That's it, right? Just get rid of it all. I want to lose weight. No more carbs. No more sugar. No more, no more, right? And it's like so overwhelming. You, you hit the nail on the head, Christina. I'm scared. If you're, then li listen, folks, why do you think you're not losing weight? You know, it's because you don't want to, the way you think you have to lose weight, the diets, you don't want to do them. I got to completely cut out sugar and I'm scared. I got to completely cut out carbs and it sucks. I got to eat 1200 calories and I get grumpy and tired. There's no positive stuff that you associate to weight loss at this point. That's why I just got a video, it kind of blew up, but weight loss is one of the most pleasurable things you can do. Is it not? You know, you just, oh, dieting's not, dieting's not pleasurable. But you see, you're so conditioned to think about like, but the diet industry's got you so trapped that you can't even separate weight loss from dieting. Or you think about weight loss or diet, you know, that's the only way you know, maybe surgery or medicine, right? But if you're gonna do it on your own, diet, diet, I got a diet, you know, they've got us that brainwashed. Why not? We've seen millions of diet ads in our lives, right? Millions. And, and they've, they've trapped us. You're in a mental prison, um, a diet prison. Like, like you think about weight loss like a dieter. That's your main, main set mindset issue, you know? Good news is the door's not locked and you can open up and just walk out and you can get on the path of mastery, the weight mastery. That's what you want. And you start today. I always joke, programming yourself thin is the only weight loss program on the planet that you would start on a Friday. <laughs> Why? Because you, you don't have to stop eating all your sugar tomorrow. You, all you have to do is get up and listen to your five-minute session in the morning. Listen to your 10-minute session tomorrow night. Can you do that? Eat like shit all day. It doesn't matter because you're going to learn from it, you know? And it's like, you got this perfection. It's, again, it's the all or nothing thing, you know? But Christina, I just want to point out, I'm, and I'm so, I really appreciate when people are really honest about stuff. Yeah, if there's, if you're scared, subconsciously you associate fear to getting rid of sugar. Good luck. You know what I mean? Like if that's there, it's very unlikely you're going to get rid of sugar. But anyways, that becomes a strategy thing because the subconscious you're saying, I gotta, I have a problem with sugar, so I have to completely eliminate it out of my life starting tomorrow. And I'm scared to do it. Withdrawals. Yeah, so you'll never do it. But what if you said, why don't I cut down my sugar intake by 15, 10%, 20%, right? And how do you eat your sugar, right? We have to know that. Well, I eat cookies all day. Okay, well, instead of eating the normal amount of cookies, we'll eat one less each time. 
Again, you, you be strategic with it. And now all of a sudden it doesn't feel so terrifying. And say so you do that for a week or two. And you say, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good with this. Let me cut down another 10%. You know, so, so three months from now, you don't eat any sugar. You know what I mean? But, but it's like, you don't think that way because all you think about is like, you're always approaching your weight loss like a sprint. I had a client in my program put it best. I'm gonna get to the questions real quick. Um, she put it best. She goes, I'm always like, okay, I gotta lose weight by the summer. Okay, well, summer's passed. I gotta lose weight by the, by the holidays. Okay, shit, that passed. Okay, here comes January. I gotta lose weight beginning of the year. You know, I gotta lose weight by the beginning of the summer again. You just recycle through that, you know? And you're trapped... Think about this, right? The diets have conditioned you to think about your weight loss like a sprint. And a sprint as a race requires perfection, right? You trip a little bit in a sprint, you're going to lose the race, right? Any little mistake is catastrophic. And that's how you feel with your weight loss. It's all or nothing. And the second you make the slightest little mix-up, it feels catastrophic. Well, how the fuck are you ever going to win with that mindset? You know what I mean? Because you're going to make lots of mistakes. You make over 200 food decisions a day. You think just, oh, because tomorrow's Monday? Oh, I started my diet, so no more bad food decisions. Why Why do you think that? <laughs> like, it's silly to, on its surface, but then on top of that, you've got decades of experience that it's never worked for you. So why do you keep thinking that's magically going to work some point in the future? You know, and, and I, I say this out of love, folks. I, I, you know that. If you don't know my story, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I am here because I care about you, and I don't want you to stay on this fucking diet treadmill not getting anywhere. It kills me because I associate weight with life and death, not just looking good in a bathing suit, okay? And I want you to live as long as you can. I want you to have the best quality of life while you're here. And that's why, I, again, I, I take an oath to myself of being as honest as I can be. I'm not going to bullshit you. I think the whole diet industry is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Excuse my mouth. Um, Christine says, replace your sugar cravings with sweet fruit like a cold mango or an apple crisp. Yep, those are good ideas. Um, definitely try it. But it's not, it's not about one solution, though. You know what I mean? It, it's like you have... That becomes your, if, so focusing on sugar reduction should become the focus for you. And, and that's what you stay focused on. Instead of trying to change everything all at once, right? You systematically say, how can I cut my sugar down each and every day? And you look for options, different things. And eventually after doing that for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you have all these strategies at play and your sugar consumption is way down. The mental piece is so tough. Um, it, it is and it isn't, you know? It, it's, it seems extra tough because you never learn about it. You, you know what I mean? What diet is teaching about mindset? You know, like who's teaching about mindset? Really? Hardly anyone. And I'm not saying like, like it, I always say like, like it's simple, but not easy, you know? And so it's like, it's simple to understand, it's simple to do it, but yeah, it takes consistent work and all the rest of it, but it, it's way easier than dieting. Way easier. Love for my body. Um, I struggle with consistency. Yeah. Consistency is a tough one. I lost 35 pounds since February with 10 K daily steps, whole foods, water, and sleep. That's a great strategy. I love that. Congratulations. That's a great job. Um, what do you mean whole foods and well done? Um, well, whole, food, whole foods are just natural foods, like eating clean whole foods, um, unprocessed foods, greens, beans, fruits, vegetables, you know, these types of things, things that grow in the ground and, you know, th there's no, they're not in a box, they're not in a bag, one ingredient things, you know, um, that's whole foods. You know, and and you'll, you'll do meat, you know, as well, if you want to eat that, um, all those things. What's up, Kathleen? How you doing? Happy Friday. Uh, do I just thanks? I mean, I, what ingredient food items? So I'm unprocessed. Yep. Does it matter? I have depression. Does it stop me or slow me down from losing weight? Um, you know, yeah, I think so. I think absolutely depression is going to affect your weight. No doubt. Um, and program yourself then. I mean, there's a whole section. I, I think personally, I believe that emotional eating is really the number one cause of any weight issues. You know, I think if you only ate for genuine nourishment, you'd be at your goal weight. The problem comes from emotional eating where we're either eating to feel emotions or eating to not feel emotions we don't want to feel. And I think, I think we've been conditioned in society to use food as our main emotional management strategy. 
And until you learn how to manage the emotions genuinely without food, I think you're always going to struggle with, with it, you know? And so the good news is that you can really influence your emotions very powerfully, you know, which isn't to say, you know, depression, that, that, you know, maybe there's a chemical thing there as well. Okay. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying that's not potentially part of the problem as well, but even if there's a chemical issue that's causing depression, there are still things you can do psychologically, lifestyle wise, eating wise, um, cognitively that can help you with it, you know? And so, uh, again, but in program yourself, then if, if you're kind of a depressed person, that becomes a central piece of the process because like with program yourself, then we're not, it's not about weight loss. This is weird, right? But it's not about weight loss. So I say, hey, your weight loss and rapid and personal development. It's not about losing weight and weight loss. It's about becoming the best version of yourself possible. And one part of that is you being at your goal weight, but a bigger part of that is you feeling better, feeling more hopeful, feeling more alive, feeling more connected, more loved, whatever's important to you. You know, and so we work on that and the weight's just one of those. But the better you feel about yourself, the better you feel in general, the easier it is to eat the foods that keep you at your goal weight. You see? So they're all kind of related. Again, it's a holistic approach. Um, stay away from processed foods. Absolutely. Thank you so by saying whole food, you mean fresh foods. Yeah, fresh foods, natural foods. I mean in processed foods, one ingredient foods. Yep. No, no, Joanne, you can have different, you can have like chicken, broccoli, salad, right? Those are all one ingredient foods. So you can eat multiple one ingredient foods, but they're one ingredient. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know, literally anything that's boxed or bagged, you go and look at the ingredients, right? Blah, 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 right? And you get like a potato, broccoli, chicken. Those are three one ingredient meal, um, ingredient, uh, not meals, foods. <laughs> uh. Make small changes and plan ahead. It's helped me. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a definitely a good idea. I use locally sourced honey for my teas or coffee. So good. Yep, for sure. Craft Granny, when I hear you say out loud what I think in my head, it sounds ridiculous. I know, and that's a big part of what I'm doing here. Again, as a, as a hypnotist, I'm using conversational hypnosis, folks. That's why I would suggest, even if you don't want to get in the program, listen to my podcast. I, I'm, I'm not just talking here. I am, I'm speaking to your subconscious mind. I'm helping influence you. My dog under here. She's gonna watch her because she will <laughs> eat through things quick uh, happy day everyone thank you sunshine weight loss is a side effect of a healthy lifestyle i'd agree with that sure sweet potato broccoli yep should listen good job kathleen i appreciate listening those out all right you want to get out of here kind of a quick one today um thanks so much yep struggling with consistency i just talked about it. i would talk about it more because that's my favorite thing but listen everyone go and get on my email list if you're not on there yet go sign up you get a free hypnosis session a free training three steps to master your weight i email you every day like positive coaching supportive encouraging things to help keep you on track um and i give you special things all the time i just gave away a seven day email mindset program i got another training i'm gonna do hopefully next week, the Weight Mastery Pyramid, and you get it all for free. It's all for free. Um, I do have a program you can join as well, but um, I listen to your free hypnosis session every day. Awesome job, Tammy. Great job. And I have, I have a new program about to become available that's a lot less expensive. It's a lot of hypnosis. It's really good. Best deal I've ever made on a hypnosis thing. And um, I'm getting next again. To work with me coaching-wise, it's an investment. I understand that. I understand some people can't make that. Um, so that'll be available to you. So thanks so much, guys. I really have a great, have a great uh, weekend if I don't get a hold of you before then. And uh, yeah, go, go listen to my podcast and uh, go get that hypnosis session. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.